Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. Today we're going to talk about the work week. Traditionally, the work week, well, when it, the 40-hour work week was first introduced, it was eight hours work, eight hours recreation, eight hours rest. Things have changed in our modern times, and I think it's more like eight and a half hours work, two hours commute, six and a half hours rest, seven hours Netflix. I'm sitting here drinking a Keystone Light with my co-host Mike. Mike, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing fantastic, my friend, and I am drinking some vodka and juice so a little bit uh sugary for me but down the hatch it goes what about you what are you drinking you already said that fuck (laughs) it's all good um so let's start with the where the 40-hour work week came from so 40-hour work week i didn't realize has been solely coming to the point it has been which i'll get to in a second but people have been advocating for 40-hour work week for a very long time since before the 19th century, in the early 1800s, before then, granted, the quote Nick just went off, eight hours labor, eight hours recreation, et cetera, et cetera, was by Robert Owen. That was in 1817. So working towards, huh, working towards, working towards a 40-hour work the week. The weekend. <laughs> working towards a 40-hour week has been, has been coming for a long time, but... The real nail in the coffin, in my mind, was the Industrial Revolution. With the Industrial Revolution, many people were doing factory jobs, not less skilled labor, more in-and-out process, and didn't become quote-unquote standard till the Ford Motor Company quote-unquote created the 40-hour work week. Granted, from my history, I know about Henry Ford and his company, I imagine the 40-hour work week was a business move to make weekends more leisurely time for people so that they would, could use the cars they bought, give them an excuse to buy a car, to travel on the weekends, et cetera, et cetera. That's also what I saw, Mike, that Henry Ford made the 40-hour work week for his employees, also paying them better than most other companies so that they would have money and also time off to buy an automobile because... At the point, pretty much only rich people could buy automobiles, and that's not a huge uh, share of the population, so hence you can only make so many cars. But if you grew the demand, you could sell more cars. Yeah. Talk about uh, business strategy. Model T kind of changed the game. Maybe we'll do a mini-episode on that. But anyhow, going back to the 40-hour work week, that became more standard and standard throughout the time. And by the time World War II happened, that kind of took a little hiatus because everyone was at war. And immediately right after, the 40-hour work week was kind of up in the air. Whether it would land four, four days, 10 hours, or five days, eight hours. And in 1956, Richard Nixon, well, this is when he was a vice president, predicted that the four-day work week was coming. And he was wrong. We stuck with the five-day work week. But that question has now arisen again with automation coming and all these effects that we're going to be talking about. Is the 40-hour work week five days a week, the quote-unquote traditional method, is it still viable in the 21st century? I mean, me personally, I would love to have a four-day work week, even if I did work 
long hours that week. Oh, absolutely. Same here, Nick. I rather ha- I rather work twelve hours for four days than five days for eight hours. I re- I want that extra day of freedom. But I'm we'll get to that in a second. But before I I transition into the forty hour work week, Nick, I want to hear your thoughts and opinions on this. On the uh, the history, the only thing that I wanted to add to history is just kind of along the lines of the industrial revolution and labor unions starting to organize that this is something that they also asked for um, as shift work of you know going in the factory clocking in clocking out at a certain time became more commonplace and like we with the, especially with the populist movement like we talked about in urban rural divide it just to me i guess in history class i really wasn't shown or i didn't get it at the time just how much life changed at the industrial revolution but now after doing all even the little minute things that affect our day-to-day now kind of started around there I just, I don't know, gives me, gave me another appreciation for the Industrial Revolution, I guess. That was a very important turning point for human history. But you mentioned it a little bit earlier how you would prefer having four days on, ten, uh, working 10 hours that day. Why don't you explain on why you want that, Nick? Yeah, so I guess you start with how much I work. So I work, uh, I'm salaried, and I work 50 hours a week as a base and then if i have to work more weekends and stuff i work those and i get time back like to take off later if i work weekends but if i work more than 10 hours during the day i don't get that time back so i end up working on average uh 11 hours uh 11 hours and 45 minutes a day so my time card came out to last year and honestly i just so i'm not a opposed to working long days i think my longest day was like 17 and a half hours or something and uh but i'd rather work long days three for four days and then have three days off to recover because working long hours like that i just don't feel like i have enough time to rest i get a day to do stuff like i'll do stuff saturday and then sundays spent sleeping in and getting ready for the weekday because i work all the time so i don't have time to make my dinner and do all that stuff i also want to have a life outside of work which is doing this podcast one of them but also i'm a volunteer firefighter so at the end of the week i really don't have that much time for myself and so i'd rather have a whole nother day work longer hours one day or four days and then uh, have another day off or even like take off early on fridays or something and i know a few of my friends who do work four days a week and in the forest products industry it's not uncommon for different foresters work for the state or so to work four tens but i am not that person um mike how many days what's your ideal work situation look like and what do you work now well i'm also salary based so the time is whenever you're done (laughs) is when you go home so uh you mentioned earlier with commute that is by far my least favorite thing about work commute then bureaucracy but if i had to average the day not counting commute i'm probably averaging nine ish hours and then with the commute probably probably looking closer to closer to 10 11 hours depending on stuff so when it's time for the weekend nick i agree with you too of i just want to i just want to sleep in for like i don't even want much i just want that full eight hours like when i get actual full eight hours of sleep i'm a happy camper i usually wake up at 4 4 30 
and I go to bed around 10 or 11 and repeat. So I would be more than happy for a 410 work week. Now, granted, we'll talk about this later in the podcast. It kind of depends on what job you do. For you, Nick, what it sounds like with forestry, it seems possible. For me, as designing and engineering prototyping, not possible. So it seems like as we get deeper into it, the waters become more murky and it's hard to find what's the work hour going to be. Now, that being said, it seems like the trend for first world countries is less hours per week. Not even changing the 40-hour work week of what days and out and like how long in each day, but how much hours in total. European countries are changing their work week well below 40 hours. In Germany, the average worker works 27.75 hours per week. The Netherlands, 27.5 hours. And in Belgium, 31.5 hours per week. That That's like 10 to 20 hours less than a normal, than the traditional quote-unquote 40 hours work week and nick i can't imagine how much more productive or how much personal things i can get done because i don't know about you nick but every time i want to do something they're always closed on the saturday sunday it has to be during like if i want to go to the dmv i have to take a work a day a day off to go to the dmv which is so so annoying yeah government work hours is a whole nother podcast oh god it's like they they want americans to hate them but in general, and I want to stress this, in general, for these individuals who are working 30 hours or less, and I believe they're still getting paid the same kind of rate for, for 40 hours, in New Zealand, which I'll talk about later, they are, but for these European countries, working less than 48 hours seems to be all around beneficial, and there's quite a bit of science to back it up. For example, uh, people over 40 their productivity peaks only at 25 to 30 hours per week. So if you have them work more than that, you're pretty much just paying them to do busy work and wasting your time. And people being 40 years old, usually in their profession, you're kind of paying them more than, say, a fresh graduate. So you're kind of throwing money out the window. And like I mentioned with New Zealand, which I'll bring up just now, just for the hell of it. So New Zealand in 2018, a, a firm there, ran an experiment on their own company. I believe the company was a little over 200 or 250 people. And this firm experiment was really simple. It was simply to reduce the 40-hour work week down to 32 hours, just an eight-hour removal. The results were extremely interesting to me. 24% more employees felt like they could balance work and personal lives better. Seven hours I'm sorry, 7% stress decreased across the board, both for the bosses and employees, and work satisfaction increased 5%. So Nick, I got to ask, if you had eight extra hours in a work week, which is a full night's sleep, how happy would you be? I'd be pretty happy, but I also, I don't know if we want to debate this now or later, but I also feel like I'd find something else to take up my time, like, like the fire department or we do another episode of a podcast a week or something like I feel like I I would use my time like as soon as I feel like every time I have free time I fill it with some other hobby or something so I just never have free time yeah but that is free time that's true and it's also your choice as much as we want to say work is still work I, I Nick if you had all the money in the world would you really be doing your job 
don't know if I could stop working. I'd I'd probably go like to two two and a half days a week or something. I do like my job. I I just wish I had more time. I like my job too, but if I had all the money in the world, I would be traveling. I would be fishing. I would be doing my own hobbies. I would still be working on things I want to work on, just not the traditional sense. So I imagine if we have eight hours to work towards your own personal goals, imagine let's see here, eight hours. So we'll just we'll just say seven hours. So uh, just, I don't know where the extra hour goes, but we'll just say seven hours. So 33 hours of work week. An extra hour a day means an extra hour where you could spend with your family, an extra hour where you could go to the gym, get fit, help lower the obesity rate in the United States, an extra hour where someone could be working on their book, their song. Now, granted, I would be strongly willing to bet that majority of the people won't do this. They'll just, like you said, Nick, in the beginning of the podcast, just Netflix and chill. But if there's a few, that's all it takes. Just a few, and the world could drastically change. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely for reducing the amount of time that, that if you can, that makes sense to work a week. And I would do a lot of fishing, I imagine. But that's the hard part about fishing and my current job is it's very weather dependent. So, <laughs> <laughs> And just like any fisherman knows, the weather is perfect Monday through Friday. And as soon as the weekend rolls around, it's shit for fishing. Oh, it's... It's the truth. When you're sitting in the office, and well, when, I, when I'm sitting in the office, maybe not so much you, Nick, it's perfect outside. It's 75, it's sunny. As soon as that Friday evening comes around Saturday, it's rainy, gloomy, overcast. It's, it's, it's like God's playing with us a little bit. But Nick, what if I told you a statistic that, in my mind, kind of helped change my opinion on the 40-hour work week? So before I tell you this, Coming in this before researching this, I always I always wanted to be the entrepreneur. I'd rather work 80 hours a week to not have a 40-hour work week, if that makes sense. I'd rather... Yep. Don't want to work for the man. Yeah, being being my own boss is fantastic. So I that has always appealed to me. So putting in the grind, putting in the time has always... Granted, I'm the best at it, but I tried to do it. So that's always been my my mindset. But looking at the numbers, statistics, it seems like less than 48 hours is overall beneficial for humanity. Now, this study, Nick, I want to talk to you about is by Andres Erickson. He did a study on experts in a range of fields and found that in all fields that were studied, all the experts slash professionals slash whatever, all the high-ranking people were unable to sustain intense work and deep concentration for more than two hours. So it means if you're doing something highly focused, you can only do that for two hours. So it begs the question of how much work is actually good work? How much work is actually important work? How much work is just bullshit? I think uh, I didn't specifically look this up, but I feel like I've heard this before, that uh, like a third of the time spent by your employees is wasted time. I would 100% agree with that, if not more. Getting actual work done is very, very small amounts per hour in the day. Uh, I, I, I want to, uh, this, this might be jumping a little bit ahead, but I think it contributes to what we're talking about now. Nick, are you familiar with Parkinson's Law? It sounds really familiar, but explain it to me. It's when work 
expands to fill the time available for its completion, which means if I give you two hour job, a job that'll take two hours, but I give you eight hours to do it, you'll take all eight hours to do it. Um, I don't know if I've heard that before, but I know people like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, sometimes doing, when doing group projects in school, I was kind of a procrastinator and waited to the last minute to do it. So I had weeks to do it, but I didn't, <laughs> I took all full time to do it and, and end up doing it in the last two hours before returning it in. Yeah. But I feel like it's, uh, referring more to like so if i give uh some guys on the the crew like a little six six pack or six man crew um say hey can you go you know trap this unit for a rodent and the, it would only take them like three four hours they'll stretch it out to eight hours so they can get that eight hour hours of pay uh i see what you're saying yeah i that's I guess I just related it to what was me, but that's it's always disappointing when that happens. Now, I'll be honest, there's been times where I've had like a job or internship where I was just watching the clock. Just be like, I want to be out of here. I'm not doing anything. And I imagine there's a lot of people who hate their jobs like that and constantly want to just leave or simply just wait in there just to get all the money, even though they could be in and out and done. Yep. I know uh, the guy I work with now, he used to work at same company but more on the i will say like mill kind of side of it so more like shift work um and he they worked like a straight it's a union job so they worked a straight eight hours with half an hour for lunch 15 minutes for a break and they could be done in six hours it could be done in three hours because they're it all depended on what shipments were coming in that day but if they were done or if they had no more work left, they would just have to wait until the shift was over, even though nothing was coming in. So they'd just sit around and, and work on spreadsheets and stuff. But mostly the, the guys would go and be on their phone or something. But you just got to sit there until the clock runs out. Yeah, uh, this is why I see the traditional 40-hour work week, the punch-in, punch-out, especially for first-world countries, disappear. It, I believe it's Mark Cuban who does not take really any meetings in person because he goes, he, he, he says it just wastes time. He goes to the meeting, there's food, people are eating, they're going, how are you doing? What's new? How are the kids? He just has everything just emailed to him, cut dry to the bone, saves so much time. And well, it seems to work out for him. He's a billionaire. So I'm going to, I'm going to assume that that process has got to fare pretty well. That, that's the dream. To never, I mean, I wish I was so rich that I would only have to work a few days a week. But really, I wish I was so rich that I could leave any meeting that should have been an email. Like, that is the dream right there. And I would love to know, I didn't come across this when researching this, the amount of hours wasted in a week just doing bureaucracy or paperwork, just unnecessary things. Like, I uh, fill out this so-and-so form. Why? We're just going to order it. Let me just order it. I'll give you the receipt. Why do I have to fill out this this form, tell you why I'm getting it, and getting it? I we've, We order this all the time yearly. Why don't we just... It's just... It's pretty much a subscription. Just let me order it. I don't need to sit in a meeting and talk to 10 people why we get the same thing every single year that we use up every single year. Yeah, so for me, we also do a lot of the bureaucracy paperwork stuff and mostly i think the problem is lawyers it's all cover your ass shit and so 
special F you to lawyers, I guess. I don't know. I think that's a lot of what it is, is as the bigger the company gets, you're open to more scrutiny and we do a lot of stuff and a lot of it's government regulations are our, our timekeeping or um, not timekeeping, but record keeping, especially for anything herbicides. Um, there's all sorts of records that you got to keep and transferring from paper to electronic and some of that will get smoothed out with automation, I'm sure, but we're not there yet. But then the rest is a lot of the I don't know, BS paperwork I do is mostly stuff that is just there to promote like a, a safety culture but which is really just there to protect the company from any liability of us getting hurt on the job kind of thing basically yeah and all like all the record keeping for doing like driving trailer or stuff like that it's it's more about being able to pin the blame on the employee who well it looks like he checked this box here that said the trailer was on but you know whatever some happened and the trailer was not you know, had a blinker out or something. Well, it's it, this is whose fault it is. I think it's all a lot of that is liability stuff, and for that, I blame lawyers. Uh, for every lawyer listening, um, don't hate me, but I kind of agree with Nick. I hate lawyers when I'm not dealing with them, but when they're on my side, I love them. So it's a hate love relationship. But this might be jumping ahead. But Nick, you brought up automation. Not quite sure if you want to go down that avenue. Oh, we got all night. Why not? So, as we all know and have been seeing, especially since the Industrial Revolution, automation, it's coming, which means perhaps less people in the workforce or less people needed in the workforce. And the amount of people to run a company goes down. I, I can't even imagine the, the percentage. Automation simply making people's lives easier and harder at the same time easier because hey you might not have to work so many hours you can have a robot do it for you harder because well you might not make as much money a lot of people are hourly based not salary based so uh, robots might take majority of the people's jobs yep and then people are going to have well obviously won't have to work as much but there's also going to be uh, that I might be getting way off topic but I think then it might make sense for people to work like 20 hours at a couple different jobs or something or two different jobs or something like uh, more part-time jobs kind of filling in like they keep talking about job sharing and stuff because I think it'd be more of especially like lower um, you know like high school jobs traditionally held by high schoolers I feel like it's going to be like most of the serving in restaurants and stuff is going to be robotic, but then occasionally that's going to go down because technology. And so then it's going to be like a few big companies that just have all these part-time workers who go out and take the place of like whatever, you know, machine is or something is down by then. But I, I don't know. I, it's definitely going to have a drastic impact on how much everybody works. And I, I don't really know exactly what that's going to be. So it's hard to say. I would say automation's going to make everyone work significantly less, especially for first world countries. Third world countries that might not be able to afford the robots, they might try, or developing nations might try to overcompensate with cheap labor with long work hours, like unfortunately we're still seeing today. It's, I see automation pushing more and more people out of the workforce. And like you said, Nick, part-time jobs, but I don't see multiple part-time jobs or in if that does happen, I would be sad because being good and proficient at your job, becoming an expert in your field, your craft, makes you far more valuable to the ones around you and society because you're 
an expert. You're able to do things most people can't. And with automation, making people perhaps have multiple part-time jobs, like you said, Nick, that might lead to a worse society simply because we have less experts. We have less people putting the time in, the, the work in, the amount of hours into their craft to become an expert. So it might get generate more people jack-of-all-trades but less specialists. And we need a healthy batch of both in order to succeed as a planet. Yeah, I think once you get, like I was talking predominantly about, like entry-level, more high schooler kind of jobs, I think still once you get into more specialized jobs, you're going to see more, like you won't have those guys working part-time jobs as people. So I think, uh, but I do think we will work less, but I also see us working more because this might just be my industry, but due to the increasing amount of like regulations and stuff that goes on, we just need... We're looking for more people and hiring more people. We're spending more time on just keeping up with the paperwork and the stuff that needs to get done legally because as we go on, regulations get more and more, which makes us spend more time on all this stuff. So it seems like every year we got a new thing that we have to track, a new thing we have to to do. So there's more and more work to get done. And yes, eventually in the future, most of that will be automated, but there's going to be a lapse. I mean, even right now, Every time they pass a piece of legislation, it takes the state computer systems like uh, it's going to take them a while to catch up to where they need to be just for our input of like data. So for herbicide inf- uh, applications on forest land, there's a computer system the state has. They pass a law that says you, ha- you have to submit it within a certain amount of time frame and only eligible for through a certain time one that was submitted. But now we're still going to be waiting. We think it's going to be up by the time that they say it is, but it also could be like next year. So in the meantime, they're going to hiring more people to deal with that. Or maybe not hiring more people, but they're just, it's just going to be broken for a while. But we have to hire more people just to keep up with the increasing amount of regulations coming in. So I guess we as a society are making more, I don't want to say we're making more jobs because every time these regulations come in, bigger companies hire more people, but smaller companies go out of business. But we're making a need for more employees, I guess. We're moving them around. So I feel like maybe at one point automation will catch up to the regulations we put in place. But I think we're always going to be playing catch up to the regulations put in place. And for that, we're going to need people that can adapt faster than machines, which, again, sometime in the future, machines will be able to adapt faster than humans. So I guess we're just fucked. I don't know. So very interesting. We have different ideas with automation means for the work week from what i'm hearing nick from your side argument is automation is replacing the office ideally yes (laughs) in my mind ideally yes in my mind i see automation replacing the factory floor so people move from factory floor into cubicles rather than vice versa that's true that will be the first step but also a lot of those i mean that's a that's a transition that I don't know if you necessarily need. So like, let's take my industry. Um, I, I grow, I'm a forester, so I deal with regrowing forest. So if we took all of our tree planters and replaced them with robots, um, which is something that has been talked about, not implemented, they're, they're doing it with drones, but it's aerial seeding. It doesn't apply the trees and the spacing we want, getting a little bit off topic. But I don't, those, a lot of those guys, they're not going to suddenly become foresters and even if they did 
you know, you'll have the foreman or stuff who could probably move up and maybe run those machines and move them around or stuff. But that's, you know, a few robots taking the job of like 12 guys. And then we're going to have an increased need for paperwork, but not another 12 guys. I mean, I'm talking maybe one or two guys a year, depending on what goes on. So that's, and we'll run multiple crews. So there's a, I mean, the need's only going to expand so much, but I think a lot of, but also as the demand for labor drops, the price of labor drops. So that might be the only thing that keeps labor, that might keep us using that labor is that the price continually defaults if there becomes a cheaper alternative. So I agree with most of what you just said, but I want to add my opinion to to that to the, your points. So I see the 40-hour work week decreasing to less hours. I see automation replacing workers and thusly needing some people to work in the office. So say a robot, two robots replace 12 people. One robot equals six people. And to do that, uh, for the paperwork for two robots requires one person. So you lost 12 employees and you only need one more, only one to maintain the robot or do paperwork on the robot something like that i see that leading into more part-time job so part so fred works monday through wednesday taking care of the paperwork and robots part-time job maybe 20 30 hours and then uh george works the rest of the week so say another another i don't know 30 hours and he takes care of the paperwork and the robot so I can see automation forcing companies to have less employees and thusly, in order to stay competitive or to pay people less, switch to part-time hours. Now, like you said, Nick, not all these people are foresters or, in, say, other professions like, say, doctors or uh, nurses or, say, mechanics. Say they're all slightly lower, just a little bit more... Le- le- jobs that require less training we'll put that we'll put it nicely those all those professions kind of dissipate and the only way i can really see to compensate all those employees gone because the 40-hour work week has changed is change the work week for everyone to have less hours so perhaps they can create more businesses to have multiple jobs so if I'm only working 30 hours, I'll have, say, another 50 hours in a work week to, in a given week to help create my own business so that I can hire three people and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So ideally, automation brings in more jobs, but that's a long game. Does that make sense or is that, am I just crazy? I have no idea. That was kind of a spur of the moment thought. Wasn't quite sure if it has any merit. Um, Sounds like I was crazy. Got it. Blame it on the vodka, folks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it'll, especially, so I think if it gets to the point, automation, where it takes over, like you said, mechanics, nurses, at that point, it'll take over my job. I mean, essentially, all I am is logistics and data processing. I, I look at uh, an area that we're trying to regrow trees and identify problem weeds and problems with the stand and try and get it to a certain metric that is ideal for that species to grow in. At the point that they're fixing cars, they could probably do that, as as long as the the lidar and near infrared and stuff is good enough to identify a species of plants and 
at that point the AI will be advanced enough to take that input, figure out what mix of herbicides is going to be most effective while costing the least to deal with that. And that's not like a hard calculation for a computer, I'm sure. So, but I don't understand. So at that point, I feel like we're just Wally and uh, the fat guys floating around. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where basic income comes in, but that's a conversation for another time. Now, I can I can't see automation affecting every job, but I can see automation Okay, so <laughs> I have a really f- funny story. So one year we got this um anti-motivational mug for my dad, who's a pilot that said, have a good day, but if a happy quote is all it takes to cheer your day up, you probably have a very easy job that's going to eventually be taken over by robots. (laughs) (laughs) I already knew your dad loved that one. Yep. I think we got that from for Christmas or something. It's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Maybe his birthday, who knows. (laughs) Oh, God. But it's... That's a fair assessment. No, but... My point of automation creating more jobs is more and more like technology is becoming accessible for the individual use. It's less you need to be a big company to buy the machinery. It's more in your garage and able to do it. So maybe with automation, you come more time and you can buy your own machines to do things automated so you could create your own business. So say say a big firm, say, um, let's go with uh, cabinet makers. Say cabinet makers, they need... You're talking about automation replacing the amish right now mike that would be hilarious that'd be such an oxymoron and that'd be hilarious that seems like a commie skit right there and uh, one amish person builds a wooden robot all right all right all right back on track back on track so as technology becomes more accessible for the individual user and say we have like cabinet makers who we'll just say 40 people they run that company well if all those 40 people are working half the hours because of automation. Say say a quarter, so 10, 10 people start their own company. And it won't be as big as this 40 part person, so maybe maybe it's four people per. So that's another 40 people working. So I agree with you having not the part-time jobs, multiple part-time jobs, but multiple jobs because they have more free time. Maybe a job to bring in the money and pay the bills and a job to explore their hobbies or chase their dreams, so to speak. Yeah, but I also see, so like right now, I don't know if you've heard about, uh, I don't know the company's name, but those companies that are like HR companies. So a lot of these people, these companies don't need a dedicated HR person, but they do need some form of HR. So then one person, so one, one company employs a lot of HR people who manage multiple companies. So one person will do like three or four different companies or something like that. So you're splitting the workforce, the workload between those people because you don't have a need for it. So I think it's kind of, yes, you will, you will have less time, but I think, I don't know, maybe they can split it up more. I should have thought more before I spoke, but. Nah, blame it on the beer. (laughs) Exactly. So I think the point I was trying to make is that Instead of having one person work less, they just got rid of that person and then went with an option where they could have the skills of that person pay less and also receive everything they did. So now maybe that those people who work for that HR company do end up working less, but I feel like if it comes to that point, they'll just get rid of you. 
Yeah, that's a fair assessment. All right, so I want to backtrack a little bit, but I want to write this point here of we we need to come back to the conversation of what job you have depends, I think, on your work week. I think that's a huge topic point, and but I want to backtrack a little bit because I think this is a very important difference on whether a 40-hour work week is good for you or less than 48 hours or spread out differently is salary versus per hour. Hourly and salary, opposite sides of the board. That completely changed the game I, in, in my mind. I can see salaries becoming more common for less than 40-hour work week. So say say I have a job, and like you said, Nick, you have some people who just watch the clock, who waste the time, they get the full eight hours. But someone who comes in, gets the job done, if you're done, you're done. You can just go home. I can see that being more beneficial. If, if you complete this job, you get paid. doesn't matter how long it takes you, it gets the job done. Because, Nick, we're both salary people. You've had those days where, no, oh, it's been kind of nice. It was kind of a short, easy day. And then you have those days like, man, it just keeps going. No matter what, can't get it fixed. I get the flashlight out. It's getting dark. I can't see what I'm working on. We got to keep going until we get this done so it's ready by the morning. Yeah. And I, that's, that's, I do like, I as much as I bitch about being salaried, I do enjoy the, like I, I'm expected to work 50 hours. So I'm not working under that. Occasionally on a Friday, I'll leave like at three or something during the summer to go fishing. And that's accepted if I have everything done. I can't just leave if not everything's done. But I do enjoy the... The prospect of, possibly. The, the Yeah, the, the possibility of that. But it's like, I do enjoy having a, not a time attached to my job and more a completion. You know, for office days, it sucks. I'd rather be in and out. But sometimes you got to spend all week in the office. And it's literally the worst thing that happens. I mean, I'll spend... 16 hours out in the field and be less tired than spending 10 hours in the office but it's a conversation for another time but i do like how when i go out in the woods or something it's about completion so i'll go out and i'll knock out certain objectives and that's that's kind of it even if i may not be a time crunch it's just so for my job i don't i count it as part of my time but i have could have a weird commute if i drive to my office it takes me 10 minutes if I start my time for when I get to the unit, sometimes I'm doing two hours of driving in the morning, two hours of driving home. If I worked for the state, that's when I leave the office, that starts the clock, right? And I have to be back a certain time, otherwise you get paid overtime. I'd rather spend one day driving to our farthest area, work my ass off all day out there, finish it so I don't have to come back the next day. And that's okay, because I'm. it's kind of up to my discretion. And so I like the flexibility of that, that salary has, which I think is why, like you're saying, like salary is going to be bigger in the future because it is going to be more objective-based than time-based because there's certain things that need to get done and it's going to take you however long it takes you to finish them. But if you finish them early, then there's nothing else for you to do. So why why are you still here? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. To me, salary is how proficient you are at your job. If you're really good at your job, you're able to do X amount of work and less hours than someone else and those extra hours that you save they're yours you earned them you deserve them that's in my mind salary and versus salary where well we get to get that full eight hours and the full nine hours in to get the paycheck and then get out it seems like salary is more money based and salary is more 
more completion, more mission-based. Like on a salary, hell, you come in on the weekend sometime. Whatever you got to get the job done. You get that coffee going at 6 p.m. You get you do what you got to do. Salary-based is like, nope, not my problem. Deal with it tomorrow. That's, that's dangerous. I can see beneficials to both, but as the 40-hour work week is inevitably going to change, I think, Nick, you would agree with that, that the 40-hour work week is definitely changing within the decade. Or at least two, or at least twenty years from now, salary I, definitely changing. I almost think it's uh not to blame everything on 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 us, but it's definitely I think a millennial thing. Like my cousin who works for a uh, a big like accounting firm, she was talking about all the benefits she get. And she's like, yeah, the problem it's they give us all this stuff because it's really hard to keep millennials employed. So I think you have a lot of people entering the workforce who have kind of like me i uh have a good income who like i make enough to do sustain myself and money isn't like necessarily the thing i'd rather have more time off and so the workforce is trying to adjust to uh, work work, uh, the work field is trying to adjust to a workforce that's more i guess time off based or that's less interested in income and granted, obviously, there's people who are extremely interested in making more money, but a lot of people I know would rather just have more time off. I would agree with that statement. I would agree that current generations, I would say generations 40 and younger currently, value time more than money. And I would say for our parents and our grandparents and our forefathers, it was the opposite. It was time. It was money over time. And I, I feel... Once the electronical age came to be, it was valued time over money. And I, I agree with you, Nick, where I see the silo shift of the 40-hour work week is changing. And some countries do very interesting things to adapt to it. Like, I believe it's Spain, where they have siesta time, I think it's, quote, I think it's a jo- like a joke name for it. I don't know what the actual name for it. But I think it's I, yeah, I have heard that or heard it called that. It's like every other Wednesday they get off, so you'll have like a break in the middle of the week, or you can, or it might be it's either that or they have designated time to relax and go home, like they have like a two-hour lunch break or something like that, where it's a lot more broken up and division. And based on the science of getting your actual work done, you can only focus for so long. You need breaks, stretches, and how much work actually gets done at work, it seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. And again, I guess not again. So this is something that I think is it's going to separate people is I think right now there's a lot of people who don't want to work a 40-hour week right there with you. Like, don't get me wrong. But there's also people who are willing to work over that. Like I said, well, Mike, you and me, we both work over 40 hours a week. And... The problem that I saw that this creates is if you have a lot of people who work less and if you pay everyone the same, obviously there's there's no reason for us to work more, right? So I feel like there if we did transition to like a 20-hour or say 32-hour work week, there are going to be people who are going to work more than that. And those people are then going to be, you know, they're going to be more skilled at their trade. They're going to be more invested in it. So those people are going to get the promotions. And so then this is kind of the 
what goes on in the United States, right? It's seen as the more you work, the more you care about your job. Like uh, my wife's old job when she worked at a big firm in Atlanta, people would stay after hours and just like sit on their phones or do whatever, not really working, just to have the appearance of working late, even if they weren't all technically working, so that no one would leave until the boss left. So even say we let it be... I don't know, commonplace for people to work less, you're going to have these people who stay late and do all this other stuff. And then eventually I feel like you're going to get to two almost classes of people, right? You're going to get the people who are working less and whatever. And then you're going to get the people who work more than the 20 or the 32 hours just because they, I don't know, whether they like their jobs, they want to move up, whatever it is. And then suddenly that, that divide is going to increase over time because those people are going to get more and more uh, wealthy or uh, maybe not but I think those people are going to get more and more wealthy over time and then you have a, a an entire class distinction there which is and I, I don't really know how to deal with that and if that's something that you ran across or what you think about that what I think about it is if you want more work more whatever you have is exactly what you deserve if you want more deserve, to deserve more you have to earn it you have to deserve what you want so those people who but isn't but that's exactly why we have this um, americans on average work 47 and a half hours a week compared to europeans who work like 37 and a half because we have this in our heads and i'm not saying it's wrong because i do the same thing i work over 40 hours that the more you work at your job the better you're going to get and the higher you move up and stuff like that but you can't have that attitude and i don't think you can't have that attitude and transition to a lower work week maybe you can't maybe if you on average for a society have a lower work week because i i I think this might be good time to bring back up different jobs i think it's completely dependent on the job you have i think if you're again a 410 would not work for my job 410 might work for your job a a say Five times a week, but not 40 hours, but say 32 hours might work for my job because you need to meet every single day to talk, to see where the progress is going. It Again, I think it just depends on the job. I think on average, if we put all the, hum- uh, all the Americans together and all the different types of jobs together, I see the trend turning out to be less than 48 hours. Now... I can see also other professions like, say, example, doctors and nurses and people in the medical field. They work ridiculous hours, and the why they work those hours is a funny story, but that's for a different time. That seems like a profession where you want them to work less so they're sharper. So the surgeon who's performing the surgery is more relaxed, less stressed, still has the time in, but not overextending themselves. Then versus the... I don't know, say, say car detailer, he or she might work extra hours, might be, you know, trying to hustle and bustle, maybe get their own business off the ground, like going to, you know, Monday through Friday, probably even on the weekends, Monday through Sunday, going to different shops and working, getting those extra hours in. Now, if you average those two together, it'd probably be less than 40. So say like a surgeon's only doing 20 hours and say the car detailer is doing 60 hours, 70 hours. And granted, when you average that out, it doesn't come out to be less than 40. But you, you get the point I'm trying to say here, Nick. 
Yeah, I definitely understand that. So I, um, I read a study that compared nurses and people who worked in a nuclear power plant, and it had some of them work tens. A group of nurses work tens. A group of nurses work eight. People in a power plant work ten and eights, and they wanted to see the effect of ten-hour days versus eight-hour days in a field where. Um, I forget the metric they used, but like f- focus and clarity was preferred. Uh, <laughs> preferred is, is a funny word choice. I don't know how you. <laughs> so, and and this is what they, they found is the 10 hour work days, everyone was happier, but the eight hour work days, people were more focused. So you can be happy. Or you can be good at your job, but you can't be both. Let me, maybe, I have an idea. Maybe we alternate weeks. Not every week has to be forty-eight-hour week. Maybe one week you're doing forty-eight hours, five days a week. Next week you're doing four tens. Next week you're doing a third. Uh, let, let's let's um let's 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 uh let's narrow it down. So you have four tens, and then you transition into a normal forty-eight hour forty work week. And 40-hour work week, and then you transition into say 25-hour work week, and then you go back to four tens. Why do we why do we have to do one every single week? Because you you might get, or uh, let's say like at a nuclear facility, like you just said, you have some people working eight hours and some people working ten hours, and every other like every two weeks you switch and alternate. So that way you get the people who are happier and fo- you get the employees who are happier. And employees who are focused all on the same shift. I guarantee the happier employees would help boost morale. And the focused uh, employees, because they're working eight hours, would help cover any bases that you need for people being focused. Yeah, that seems like a a scheduling nightmare (laughs) to me personally. I don't know. I I do think that, like you said earlier, it's about what you want. And I can kind of see the world changing into if you want to work less you can work less if you want to work more you can work more but i i don't think uh the world we live in is going to be okay with that and i think the government's going to come in and try and even it out but like like i said you know not everyone has the luxury of of, of picking what jobs they want and i could if i if my me personally if i wanted to i could find a job that was uh working that was working four hours or four days ten hour days but there, like you said, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a lot of reasons I like this company. So I'd rather work longer hours for a company that I think is doing it right than work less hours for a company that I don't agree with their management. And so I guess even this isn't even a question of hours versus happiness. It's happiness at your job, which is important if you're going to spend uh, most of your week there, right? Yeah. Currently at the current trend, well, the quote unquote trend is eight hours work. Eight hours recreation, eight hours sleep, which is definitely bullshit in my mind. There's it is not eight hours recreation. I don't or eight hours sleep. I don't know. I don't know how anyone gets eight hours of sleep and, or and eight hours recreation. But at this time, didn't, didn't people live like right next to their wherever they worked? When that quote came out, yes. When that quote came out, well, there the when that quote came out, there was a lot of farmers, and I guarantee you. Farmers are not just doing eight-hour days. There are farmers who are doing way more than eight-hour days. So I'm not quite sure if that was just 
for cities or I, I'm not quite sure what that quote was specifically targeting. What was the target audience for that group? But I, even if I lived right next door to where I work, I would not get eight hours in. It'd be, I, I, I think my current trend would continue of nine hours or 10 hours of work per day. And then granted, I'd have couple more hours free because i don't have to commute but i'm still not getting that eight eight and eight i i don't think eight eight and eight is reasonable i'd granted i don't know i i'm kind of all over the board for this but i value time so much and having the ability to have more free time is so appealing to me so having less work hours but still being paid the same sounds really ideal to me simply so i can go towards all my hobbies or Hell, if I want to actually go to like the mail office, drop something off, and get stamps in there, I don't have to take a day off to do it. God, we need to we need to fix our government so much. Oh fuck! Imagine the DMV on a Friday if we worked four days. Oh well, why does it have to be a Friday? Oh my god! Why? I I, I think I think we're too narrow minded in our thinking, Nick. I think what happens if we alternate? So Friday or Monday? Friday or Monday, or even in the middle of the week. You could. I'll tell you what, I'm not taking a day off in the middle of the week. If I'm going to not work a day, I'm working either not working a Friday or a Monday, and I'm actually going out and, and doing stuff, like far, leaving town. Yeah, but imagine, all right, what about having people with seniority get the Friday or Monday, and then the newcomers get Wednesday? And then the more, and then like, say, after working two to four years at a firm, you can transition to Friday or Monday. Yeah. I mean, that it's a good incentive program to keep people where they are. Yeah, and I think it keeps people broken up in different shifts. So someone's already covering the day, you're still getting that full work week as a business, and then the employees are getting the breaks in. Yeah. I mean, it, it would. I think a lot of it would just come down to having, having someone schedule everything and just be more logistics. Yeah, but that's... And that's hard at first, but once you get a pattern down, you're good to go. So what, that's... Yeah, but also for, like you said, it's different for different jobs. I Like my job, we could do that like, I don't know, maybe... I'm trying to... During the summer or something, but the winter is our busiest time. We can't not work five days then. We're occasionally work week, weekends on the in the winter and then also the summer. And then we got patrol during fire season. So I guess like december so why not have it seasonal we could do that why not have like teachers I, what do you mean well teachers predominantly well teachers don't technically work during the summer why not have so uh instead of you have your normal schedule where you're busy and you like your normal work hours and then during slow seasons you you cut back on people's well not cut back on people's hours but you change their hours so they'll work you know four tens instead of instead of 540s yeah but what is uh even though i understand and so the company i work for they put everyone through the dale carnegie class and if you're familiar with it but even they talk in that class about how people are more productive with more time off more time with their family and taking breaks through work so everyone in the company has gone through this program so it's not new to it shouldn't be new to anyone in the company that more time off means happier employees better at communicating blah 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 why why would a company who's already hiring those same people and and don't get me wrong this is an issue we have can get people to work 50 hours at minimum then transition to 40 and and pay similar 
amount of money for like a a what a quarter less work so if we went from 50 to 40 that'd be not a quarter that'd be 20 percent i mean there'd have to be a substantial drop or which is kind of what happened is they saw they had like a guy come in who does um show like looks at the company look at employees hours worked and how much they make and then tells you what it should be like based on market value we immediately got a whole nother week of vacation um so so i guess something like that but it had to be like across the board a market change i i just don't see even though the, the science is there i understand that if you work less you work more focused the time you work so you actually get more work done but on paper you can pay these people the same amount of money to work 40 hours or 50 hours why would you have them work 40 hours now we do have a problem with people leaving because it is like uh, one of the guys who left said it's it feels like you guys are are living to work and not working to live and it, it is a very demanding job so i think unless we have an issue where more people are leaving because they can't hold people you're not going to see a change because you do need workers most of all like so you either have to pay them a lot of money to work shitty hours or not have them work shitty hours but until you get to that point where you just can't hire people i don't really see the incentive to change even i know what says in the science many times but i don't think people really believe that i don't know what what do you think mike like what do you think is i mean this is going to be a gradual change but it's not something that's going to happen overnight because of whatever incident but i just i just don't see it changing very rapidly or uh or like that soon. I see the I see the tentacles kind of coming up, but but that's about it. So I see it coming actually very soon, mainly due to COVID and mainly be due to a lot of people realizing that oh, I can work from home. I don't need to go in the office. I can I, I can again going back to the salary base of if I get my job done, doesn't matter how many hours I put into it. And to address your problem, Nick, of 50 versus 40 for if I can pay someone the equivalent of 40 hours and they do 50 hours of work why wouldn't i that's for your job i'm gonna strongly say it's probably not the same across the board so like i said mentioned earlier it might average out as the united states citizens to be under 48 for under 40 hours apologies to everyone listening where i keep saying 48 instead of 40 so well i think the the united states average is 47 and a half hours a week sure that's what i was going for it wasn't just wasn't just doing two days of uh in my head but it depends i again i can just see it averaging across all 350 million people in the united states under 40 hours and some people again people are gonna always get work more 50 60 70 80 100 hours a week that's true doesn't elon musk works like 100 hours a week so that's like two people right there yeah and it's just i think it's just gonna be dependent on based on your job and your location and going back to why I think it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen in about a decade. I think by 2031, 2032, it's going to be very common for everyone to work less than 40 hours, at least average work less than 40 hours is automation. And COVID showed us that we don't have to go into the office as much anymore for a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs can be done at home. A lot of jobs can be remote. A lot of jobs went from being in a cubicle to a dynamic environment where sometimes you go in the office, sometimes you stay at home. It could be a part-time of, you know, 20 hours in the office, 20 hours at home. 
that would be still the 40 hours, but I would say it's a very different 40 hours. And say say we stay on the traditional 40 hours and a lot of people are still working from home. I, I, I call BS that everyone's working the full 40 hours when they're at home. They're not goofing around, getting some coffee, playing with their dog, with their kids or something like that. I don't see a lot of jobs needing the full hour attention. It's some people need the break. That's why I think salary is going to shift and more people can be salary based because it's, hey, get the job done. And if get the job done and you're working from home, hey, if it takes you, if you're smart enough to figure out how to do it in three hours, the rest of the day is yours. Sure, whatever, go. And then that three hours versus, say, someone who working in a similar field as you, Nick, working 50 to 60 hours, that's going to average out below 40. And that's the trend I see. I see automation working from home and salary base very rapidly changing the work week system in the United States and the world. Yep. And uh, so this is something I ran across and I was talking about earlier when they were sampling between the 10 and the eight hour work days for the nurses and the nuclear power plant employees that the obviously there ha- people were happier with the 10s, like I said, even if they showed less um, response after a certain after like eight, after nine, 10 hours of work, they responded didn't respond as well to certain uh, tests about their mental capacity and stuff at that time but the women in that study who were moms said that it really helped them and they were able to and the they were able to do more stuff at home and the men in that study said that because they had an extra day off they were able to help their wife with errands and stuff so that she could return to the workforce because it wasn't all put on her so i that's something that I thought was kind of interesting that the four-day weekend, just that one extra day could be the difference between uh, someone having to stay at home with the kids and someone having can, who can do a part-time job or something and or even go back to work full-time but all and also care for kids at the same time. Yeah, it just went from a single-income home to a dual-income home, which I think helps strengthen the middle class. I, that's very interesting, Nick. And I, I, I like I, – I don't know about you, Nick, but – I want to get the sh- shit done with and over with. So if I can just if I can just embrace this suck all at once, I'll do it. So that way I don't have to drag it on or slowly peel off the bandaid, just rip it off. I again, I might hell if I could do like three. I don't want to do math right now with the vodka. Uh, if I could just do three days, three long ass days, and then the next day I could just sleep lazy, lazy Sunday the next day if it was three days, and then have all the other days to be productive and good to go. Oh, for my own time. Oh, hell yeah, I would take that. Oh, definitely. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I do think that there is, especially right now. I, I see it within my own company that just the hours you can't keep people. I mean, we are having a tough time keeping people because it, it's a demanding job, hours wise, physically wise. I mean, we have to make a change if we're going to keep hiring millennials. Goddamn millennials. Which I am pretty sure I'm a part of. Not not just shitting on millennials, but it, it is hard to keep people. So something's got to change. And, and it's not the first I've heard of this. And it's not just our industry who, who's running through this. It's hard to keep people when there's positions out there that you make a similar amount of money for a lot less hours worked. And it's, you know, if you're more focused on 
how much time off you have, it's a it's a pretty easy choice to make. You know, if, if a couple of, like a few grand, five, six grand isn't going to make or break you, why would you work that much more to get paid about the same? And Nick, I don't know if you have anything else to add on to this because I have something that will take us far into left field, but still on the path. So I want to know if you have anything else to say before I take us down this weird path. I don't have anything else to say. I'm ready to go down this weird path. So, Nick, this very left field strange path I want to take us on is something I have no scientific evidence to back up, but almost with 100% certainty I know is true. As fields, lands, and avenues are explored, there's an explosion in the job market. I'm willing to bet for every major land found, every new major new inventions such as like the internet or coal or uh, steam engines or or other fields like that gold mining there's been a boom i'm willing to bet once we become back to explorers and move into space and go into space mining or space exploration the work week hours will significantly change to less than 40 to really high i'm willing to bet uh, let's take the gold i think the gold rush is a perfect example for this when gold was found in california big boom towns got built towns turned to ghost towns quite quickly people worked day and night trying to get rich and i imagine once we go into space and start looking at asteroids to mine or help convert planets for us to live in that the work week's also going to change and it's going to be another boom of working day in day night in and out long hours coffee drugs whatever gets you through the day and the whole trend the whole picture i see is in is kind of like this in a decade or two majority of all first world countries on average work less than 48 hours for less than 40 hours a week then in about 30 to 50 years most people work more than 50 hours a week and then it'll mellow back out to 40 back down to 30 to 30 then repeat and the whole cycle just up and down up and down so i think once we get in, into a whole new exploration a whole new field there's going to be a huge economic boom and again i have no evidence to back this up but i'm i'm willing to bet if you look at censuses of when technology or uh, deposits were found and you saw the amount of work hours go up it they would be directly correlated so nick what is your opinion on this i i'm i'm pretty happy right now mike because space is your trees you always bring it back to space god always damn it. About you're trees. right you're right when you're right you're right <laughs> Um, I, I could see that. I, 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 I'm torn. I definitely agree. I think there's going to be a huge influx to the economy. The economy is going to boom. All sorts of things are going to be in demand. We're not going to have enough of it in a short amount of time. But I also think it's going to be more seasonal. I think it's going to be initially the people who go out aren't going to come back. But I think once we kind of establish a semi-space economy, it's going to be kind of like uh, pipeline workers or people who work way up north in Alaska. 
you work nine months out of the year, come back for three, something like that. So I think you might still have your traditional work week, but you're going to do it your 40 hours. You're going to still work the what? What is it like 2,080 hours a week? 2,080 hours a year. You're going to work that 2,080 hours, but you might do it like straight with like six hour breaks or eight hour breaks or something up in space where you work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. Then you come back and spend all your money down on earth or wherever in the belt, (laughs) wherever. But I I think it'll be more like that of more like pipeline workers, uh, people working in Alaska where you don't live up there. You just go there to work and then you come back uh, for a certain amount of time. It's going to cost money to come back down to earth. So maybe you don't, not everyone comes back. I, I do see it as an increased demand for resources from Earth, but I also see it as more seasonal. So what it could be, it's kind of like um, my plant and crews who they'll work in the U.S. for nine years, or not nine years, nine months out of the year, go back to Mexico for three months with all this money, party their asses off, and then come back and work their asses off the, the next three months or nine months of the year. So I kind of see it like that. That's kind of how I imagine it's going to play out. I imagine it's going to play out like that, but because there's no day and night in space, I think things are going to get a little bit more weirder. So I can see in the beginning when it's more industrialized, more structured, I completely agree with you, Nick. It's going to be like gold mining, pipeline workers, uh, people out, uh, uh, frackers, like all of them. You know, nine months on, a few months off, doing that kind of routine. Then once we get a little bit further, I think it's going to turn into, well, there's this kind of janky shit put together, and they're kind of almost like crab fishers, where they're pushing themselves a little extra hours just to get that last little final haul. They're staying out longer because there is no season in space. There is no daytime or nighttime in space. I'm not quite sure how clocks work in space. Like, is there a standardized time that everyone uses in space when we travel outwards past Earth? But uh, your sleep schedule is not dependent on night or day anymore. It's going to completely change to whatever hours you can work. And once we get past that standard... I think seasonal time is going to be the first couple decades of it. And when we have more smaller, kind of janky put-together ships, I see people just dumping hours in, like doing ridiculous like 18-hour days, making it very dangerous. But Very very much like the oil rigs. Yeah. I, yeah, I see a lot of similarities with that. That's, that's how I see it. And then once that big boom happens much like the gold rush much like the steam engine everyone becomes accustomed to it and we start making standards start making some practices involved of how many hours you work safety measures etc etc granted there's always gonna be people who cut corners granted there's always gonna be people who don't follow those rules but i can see a big boom kind of leveling out and then it's gonna go back down and then something else is going to happen, another big boom. I I think the work tons of hours, 40 hours, less than 40 hours, 
is just a cycle and it's always going to repeat. I just see for the 21st century, the cycles are expanding. The periods in which the frequency of, the, of that happening are getting much longer. I don't know if it's due to technology. I don't know if it's due to us learning from history, but the frequency of which long hours, 40 hours, less than 48 hours, is expanding far past decades and I would say into centuries. Does that make sense? It does, but I'm my brain is kind of somewhere else right now. So I was thinking about how in the Industrial Revolution, they thought, man, all this industrial stuff is probably going to make it so we have to work less. What if it's the same way with automation? We're like, man, all this technology, we're going to have to work less because we can do more with less. And and that's the exact opposite of how it ends up working. That's a great point. Because of automation, we might be able to do more things, so therefore it creates more work for us. I never thought about that point, but that's a very good point there, Nick. All right, down with automation. We want more time in our days. No, 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 no. Well, yes, the later, the later, but I want automation to do stuff for me. I want a Jetsons robot. All right, in with some automation. <laughs> in automation with Mike approval, down with innovation. Sorry, not innovation. Down with automation, Nick disagrees. All right, well, we figured it out. We solved the automation problem. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but it this 40-hour work week, I don't... I see the average 40... Again, this is for first-world countries. I think third-world countries will always be high, high work hours, but as more countries become developing nations, become first-world countries, hopefully we all kind of get on an ideal ground of like, hey... This is really bad for your health. Let's stop doing that kind of ground. I I see first world countries transitioning into less than 40 hour work week until asteroid mining or another great expanse into space continues. Yep, and we never know where that next great innovation is going to change the world's coming from. So let's hope uh, let's hope it leads us to a less hour work week. Well, for all those listening, I would love to hear your ideal work week. And hey, it could be everything from no work to give me as much work as possible. I would love to hear what your ideal work week is. And Nick, where can they where can they tell us where their ideal work week is? You can find us on Instagram, and that, that's pretty much it. You cannot find us on Twitter because it is, in fact, a dumpster fire, Mike. That is very, very true. And... And we said it in 2019, and it definitely carried, or yeah, we said 19, 20, and it definitely carries over into 21. So here we are. We're losing track of time, my friend. <laughs> We're losing track of time. Ugh. But out of curiosity, Nick, when you're not checking our social media, what books are you reading? I'm still reading uh, A Tree Story, a story about tree rings and tree ring dating and how that, what that entails, what it affects from dating old musical instruments to establishing a climate record of the world and any everything in between it's a pretty interesting book and i'll probably uh, bring it to you when i'm done mike what are you reading good to know i'm reading this explains everything by john brockman and it's kind of a broken up book so this man asked a bunch of scientists researchers stuff like that what is your favorite deep elegant or beautiful explanation 
and all these scientists give their like uh their favorite mental puzzle or their favorite theory or their favorite their favorite like uh, uh scientific puzzle like um I'll just read off one of the chapters and I'll leave the rest for your imagination is one of the chapters being called how do you get from a lobster to a cat so it's a very interesting book talking about theories everything from uh to biology sex quantum physics uh uh astrospace psychology it's kind of economics it's all over the board and it's it's really nice it's kind of like a short sweet chapters of different theories and ideas and some things you never even thought about highly recommend awesome it sounds uh pretty interesting i'll have to steal it from you when i see you next will do and as always thank you all for listening thanks for listening to the backyard philosophy podcast we rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up so let us know what we forgot and if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.